rubbed our hands at the same time. Ooh, I didn't like that's, that. That's creepy. <laughs> Let's try not to do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Tone it down, Jeff. Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 265, your once-week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Rhett. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us on this last show of 2022. Uh, if you read the title of tonight's episode, you know we're doing a pretty... Low effort stream. Uh, what does that mean? Well, it's the week before CES, which means there is no tech news. Uh, so what do you do when there is no tech news? You grab a beer, you hang out, you answer questions, you just otherwise say F you to the holidays and welcome 2023. So that's kind of what we're going to do tonight. Uh, anyway. If you're not catching the show live, make sure to catch us in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. All Super Chats are right on the air, so long as they will not permanently demonetize the channel. And if you have a question for us, uh, please uh, send over a Super Chat. That's probably the best way to get our attention tonight, as uh, I'm sure we'll be reading a lot of chat tonight. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? We are drinking alcohol on the show. And if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat and we'll give some early show shoutouts as we go along. Last but not least, if you want to keep this party going all week long and especially joining the after party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to my Discord server. You can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community that hangs out over there throughout the week. Cool, cool. How do you cough with a mic like this? You just don't. <laughs> you, you just don't. <coughs> oh. Well, I tried, guys. Sorry. Used to having that m that mute toggle ready to go. Yep. No, I've I've got that on my keyboard too, <laughs> and I'm I'm without the keyboard today. I feel a little weird. A little naked. A little yeah. Oh. Why did I go there? <laughs> Maybe it's the couch. I think I don't it know. might be the couch. <laughs> it's going to my head. Uh, beer for tonight. Uh, Rhett has to drive home after the show, so I'm going to drink all the larger ones yeah. for him. Uh, I've got a Ninkasi Megalodom Legendary IPA. This is clocking in at an even 10%. And is one of my favorite, favorite Northwest IPAs. What do you got, Rhett? Uh, I should have Googled how to read the name, but uh, it's from Monkless Brewing. Uh, it's the Sheplikofigan. Oh, yeah, the Sheplikofigan. Sheplikofigan. And uh, it is, uh, I think, a, a wit beer and looks absolutely delicious. Packed full of fresh citrus flavor and balanced spice. <laughs> There you go. 5.4%, right. I think uh, Jeff said. Looking forward to it. I haven't had it before, so. <sighs> Let's see. Zachary chiming in with $125. Ooh. Ooh. Pouring this one out for you. Thank you, Zach. 2022 was a year. Describe Craft Computing's 2022 like it's going on a beer can label. Ooh, okay. Ooh. That's a fun challenge. I like that. Um... Gosh, 2022 if it were a beer can label. Uh, well, F-COVID has already been a beer that's made the rounds. Um, what else do we got? 
But I think he says like like it's if, a if beer can computing. label, like like yeah. it sort of says here, like the hard saying yet easy drinking. It's dark. I can't. Uh, I can't see what <laughs> oh, it does say saying the hard saying yet easy drinking. Shuplikov again was created as an ode to friendship. There you go. Oh, okay. Well, if I were to get it, I went like beer name. Yeah. If, if 2022 for craft computing was a beer name. Um, well, give it a name and like a thumbnail description. Right. Uh, uh, I will say we had some very good ups. We had some pretty low downs. Uh, I alluded to on Twitter that the holidays have never been my favorite time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, those who have had a hard upbringings or or people in their life, specifically in your family, that make things difficult, it makes things difficult. Uh, and so I've had kind of a weird, like last week as well, uh, fantastic holiday season with my family, watching my kids take it all in. That is, that is kind of a, a newfound joy for me. Uh, getting to live the holidays through their eyes of, of people who have never had to experience the kind of things that I had to. And, and that's brought a little bit more of a positive spin on things. But if you don't enjoy the holidays, it's okay to not enjoy the holidays. I personally don't overly enjoy the holidays. Uh, but uh, yesterday I tried to take off the side of my thumb with a drill uh, I'm really glad that I hit the the thumb with the chuck instead of the drill bit. Otherwise, we'd be using the term D-glove. Uh, so I was trying to drill through a piece of plastic. And uh, it was a brand new self-centering drill bit. Super sharp. And I should have known this was coming. But it was, it was kind of like end of the day. I'm just trying to get through a couple of honeydew things. I was hanging something up. And so the drill bit went one rotation, two rotation, throosh, we're through. And with a brand new drill bit, and especially with something like ABS, where it's got some flex to it, it's got some elasticity to it, it tends to grab the drill bit once it breaks through. And on a new drill bit, it'll just suck whatever piece you're using or you're drilling through straight up into the drill check. And that's kind of what happened to me. Um... And so I went zip, 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 and threw the chuck of the drill into the corner of my thumb, which was right in the path. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was that was a thing. Uh, it's uh, it's okay. It doesn't really hurt anymore, but uh, the tissue damage probably goes about halfway through my thumb. Uh, and then last night we also got uh, an ER visit. That was that's always fun. Uh, lots of blood, blood everywhere, more blood than I shed. <laughs> Everyone's fine, uh, but yeah. So, how about your year? How was your year, Ben? Not too bad. Yeah, got a new job. <laughs> you guys are looking at it, getting paid for this. Um, You're gonna get a new one next year too. <laughs> Yeah, if I keep drinking the monkless, that's where mm-hmm. it's headed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, otherwise the holidays, you know, the holidays were good. Um, I'm not a big fan of the holidays either. And uh, yeah, surprisingly, um, you know, Jeff and I's reasons are like remarkably similar for that whole sort of thing. And you have like a lot of like, you know, 
stuff to sort of overcome, but it's sort of mm-hmm. the same thing for me, like sort of rediscovering the joy of the holidays through like my kiddos eyes. Mm-hmm. Like Halloween is always like a pretty tough one for me, but like this year I actually kind of had fun like carving pumpkins and stuff, which like I hated doing. <laughs> like, you know, the short the short version of that story is like uh, we were carving pumpkins with my mom one year when I was a kid. I don't know. I don't know how old I was. Maybe like twelve. But are, are we meeting same time next week? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But anyway, long story short, we carved a pumpkin. She wanted more pumpkins carved. We said, "Well, you asked us to carve one," and she said, "Fine." She picked up a pumpkin and she threw it clean through the wall. The hole stayed there till we moved out, like ten years later. Like <laughs> she covered it with a pizza box and everything. And uh, so, yeah, I just, like, kind of resented carving pumpkins after that. But now it's kind of fun. I had yeah. fun. I carved, like, you know, I carved my one with some effort and then yeah. helped other people with theirs. When, when, you, when you start setting aside your own personal emotions and, and vests and, and things like that, and you can start making new memories with your kids or, or with, with other people... There's a bit of healing to that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, For sure. Yeah, and then we had a pretty cool, chill Christmas. Like, low-key, no drama. Like, yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was kind of our Christmas here, too. It was super low-key, very enjoyable. Uh, The girls both got brand new bikes, so I got to be that dad on Christmas Eve putting bikes together in the (laughs) living room. So, yeah, that's something I've never experienced before. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, that, that that was super cool. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, so like lots of ups, lots of downs. Um, definitely wasn't quite as successful on the channel as I think I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, just whenever we kind of got a groove, there was something. S- there was some curveball that got thrown at us, whether it was personal, professional, whatever. There was always something where it's like, okay, we got two videos in the bank. We can finally, yeah. like, and then it's like, oh, I have COVID. I'll see you in three weeks. And yeah, it, well, and that's there was ex- always that's exactly what one it of was. Those. It felt it felt like it felt like we had one of those months in the spring uh-huh. where as soon as we found our stride, yoink, ripped out from under us. Yep. We had one of those months in the summer with mm-hmm. COVID and illness yep. and all that sort of stuff, and then we just had that in November. Mm-hmm. Like November was awful. Yeah, I, I've been telling everybody because like I feel like I hadn't seen so many people. And they're like, "Hey, man, how's it been since I last saw you?" And I'm like. Dude, I've been sick. I, I was sick for like six weeks, eight yeah. weeks straight. We got over one thing and caught the next thing. Someone's like, bleeding out of their ear. We've had <laughs> yeah, just like and it's demonic like, possessions and yeah. Like, where do I even start? And believe it or not, because of COVID, there is a shortage of young priests and old priests. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, it's just so awful. And then I feel like you know, kind of December, we we really kind of found a good new stride yeah hammered some things out but then the holidays hit a little yep. bit and so you're trying to figure out the balance there mm-hmm. and it's like but here we are here mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. you know it's been a rough six eight weeks thereabouts but uh lots of cool content planned uh, I, i'm writing a video that i'm really really pumped for right now and uh, i've got like two or three bangers in a row i think nice. that, that we're gonna gonna get through so yeah one of them about Ventoy or what? Yeah, yeah, of course. As, as the 2022 brand ambassador, I want to carry that torch into the new year. 
You know what? It's impossible to hate on Ventoy because that was one of the most successful videos of the year, you know? It really is. <laughs> Uh, between that and SteamOS 3.0, I mean, those kind of made my years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You take the wins as they come. That's so. right. And, and I'm, I'm honored to receive that plaque. It will be hanging on the wall right next to my Craft Computing uh, uh, YouTube silver play button. Yeah, there you and, go. Uh, that's where it belongs, you know? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Kren sends over a couple of Aussie bucks. G'day, mates. Uh, should I get the toaster ready? Should I get the toaster ready, Mike? Should I get the toaster ready? I don't know what he means by that. I, I don't know either. Toaster. I, I'm, I am familiar with a lot of Australian slang. Um, Is that like some sort of like drug reference? But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not keen on that one. So. And I might. Maybe it's in the way you say it with the accent. But I don't know how to say it. Like, Should I get the toaster ready? Toaster? Toaster? Toaster. toaster. <laughs> Toaster? Let us uh, let us just dunk on your culture a thousand right. times over with our awful Australian accents. Yeah. I watch a lot of Bluey, but it's still not quite as natural as it should be. So, right. Yeah. You know, if there's any other good Australian programming that I should be uh, consuming. Well, you know. what's really funny. Um, so early on, we were looking at some educational apps for um, uh, my oldest and uh, we stumbled on one, and I think it was called Reading Monsters. And it, it is a uh, very popular iOS and Android app that you can subscribe to. And it's basically a bunch of edutainment games. And, uh, but it's like feeding your monster or getting your monster through an obstacle course right. or things like that. All like Mario teaches typing or something like that. Um, but uh, it's 100% British. And, and so there's accents with everything. And uh, so between our very West Coast, Oregon, uh, you know, I, you call it an accent, but uh, be between our West Coast, Oregon English, Northwest English, and, uh, and the British English that my daughter was learning, she almost <laughs> developed, I, I now understand where the Boston accent came from. <laughs> yeah. Because she's, she started doing uh, garbage can. And and my my uh, gotta get my khakis. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get my khakis. Yeah, you got that khakis yeah, over there. Get my, get my khakis. <laughs> I'm walking here. Yeah. yeah. No, and so it was it was hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> Listening to her starting to pronounce some of these words. Oh, that's funny. Get my khakis. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. Like I did a deep dive on the way that like. Uh, on sort of like the spin out of different English Gosh. dialects. Gosh. And and it's so crazy how you can see how close they are. And when you say like the Boston is that closely like related to the British, it doesn't feel yeah. obvious at first. Uh -huh. But when you when you really listen to it and think about it, it is like it, it's just a spin off. It's it's right. kind of wild. Right. Um, it's wild seeing that how that works for like the southern dialects, too. Um. By the way, uh, Kren messaged us in the super secret awesome chat on oh. the Discord, and it's Vegemite. Okay. Toaster is Vegemite, everybody. So okay, gotcha. Put, put that uh, mystery to rest. Should I get the toaster ready? Good I might. Got that old Vegemite there. I don't know why I have to say good I might in order to <laughs> find it, you know, but everybody's got that. Right, right. It's like the size of a tangerine, you know, from, from Batman. <laughs> 
All right, sorry, try, trying to organize my desktop. We're streaming from my streaming PC, but I'm controlling it from the laptop. And I've also got windows open for chat and discord and things like that. So it's a little disjointed today, but like I said, minimum effort today. <laughs> Yeah. There, there, there's not a lot of news worth talking about. I'm so tired of talking about Twitter and Elon and Tesla stock and crypto crash and FDX and and I'm just so so done. I can we talk about hardware again? Yeah, we should. Can we stop talking about LastPass and SolarWinds and no. can we just get back to like? When does Sapphire Rapids launch? Like that's that's all I want. I, I want a new Xeon. No, no. I want a new Epic CPU. No, we're pedaled to the metal. I want an affordable GPU. We're going straight for technological decline all the way. <sighs> Nobody will trust technology by time the world's current billionaires have their way. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I think if we're gonna have a beer style for Craft Computing's 2022, it should be a black and tan, right? Kind of like a light and dark. Barrel finished. Yeah, absolutely. Got to be a barrel finished. Naturally. It's craft computing. Right. I mean, everything we do is toasted and warm and delicious. Right. Right. Uh, I've I've said this a couple of times, but craft, yes, it was an innuendo to craft beer. Mm -hmm. And I planned on drinking a craft beer on every video. And I think I've held up my end of the bargain. There's been a few. There's been a few, but even. But you're talking about less than one percent. <laughs> like, what has there been? Four videos all time that haven't had a craft beer on them. But I've also got a couple of beer vlogs. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. Which kind of rounds us out. There's a couple of videos where you do two beer reviews. You're right. So I, I, I think I've more than rounded us out. Um, but craft uh, is. Um, Gosh, what is the definition that I liked that that like settled the it was artisanal. No, it was with care and intention. Mm. It was I I care so much about this thing that I give it my full attention, my full effort, my full ability. And and that's the definition of craft that I like. And so yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, with care and and intention, is uh, is why I named my channel. And then the beers, a uh, uh, happy little uh, coincidence. Well, I guess you know, worked out for me. Yeah, uh, Adam sends over two dollars. Cans or bottles? That is a divisive uh, on the beer. topic. I'll say it depends on the beer. But there's also a right answer to this. Mm, no. Yes, there is. Um, glass imparts less flavor into the beer if you're drinking straight out of a bottle. And so if you buy a bottle of beer, number one, it'd probably better be tinted because you don't want it to get skunky. UV will start to de decompose some of the elements within beer and make it taste like Corona, a la clear bottles. Um, And glass will impart as few flavors from the drinking vessel into your mouth as possible. Um, Tin cans, aluminum cans, have a disadvantage of 
aluminum does have a taste. Now, inside of a can, if I were to put this can into a uh, container of gallium and dissolve the aluminum away, there's a plastic membrane on the inside of this can that prevents the beer from touching the metal. And so any flavor that's imparted from you drinking this beer is imparted just from the lip and the tab. Uh, there is no light getting in here, and there is a near zero possibility of any kind of leak or breach or things like that. Whereas you have a greater than 1% chance of a wax seal on a bottle cap coming loose and non-explosively depressurizing ruining your beer. I've had that happen with a number of cellar-aged beers and things like that in bottles. Um, if you are looking for the purest form of drinking a beer the way a brewer intended, the can is the correct answer. Okay? That is the right answer. <laughs> okay, yeah. If you are looking for the best drinking experience straight out of the vessel, the bottle is the correct answer. But more often than not, you should buy a can and you should pour it in a glass. You get the best of both worlds with the best possible source. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And uh, aluminum, better for the environment. And also, um, they did a study about this years ago. Probably, I remember reading it probably around 2013 or so. And... Um, the study was about fat tire from New Belgium. Fat tire amber ale from New Belgium. New Belgium yeah. Yep. And um, they did like a blind taste test. And people preferred far more often the beer out of a can. Mm -hmm. And they tried to deduce why that was. And for whatever reason, they kind of came up with a conclusion that, uh, that the aluminum brought out the more caramel notes in the beer. Um, now I'm sure that's probably just like a pro byproduct of like that specific beer, mm -hmm. right? But that kind of goes back if, to if like how the brewer intended. If you're testing with a, with a standard lager, you know, you've got a, uh, you know, uh, a Coors Banquet or you've got right. a, you know, you, your bog standard domestic <laughs> lager, which is probably what this testing involved. They usually, when they're talking about beer, they're talking about mass produced and they're not getting into craft or artisanal or things like that. Um, so, yeah, if I'm talking about a, a Coors Banquet, yeah, chances are I'm going to have a better experience out of a can than out of a bottle. I don't know, though. But they make those stubbies now. I right? mean, you're going to buy Coors Original, man. You may as well buy a case of Stubbies. Mm -hmm. I think that's how those were meant to be drank. I don't, did they even know what aluminum was back then? In the 1800s, when Adolf Coors himself first tapped the Rockies? Don't know if Coors they did. Coors Light! And, uh, we're talking Coors Original, son. Okay, Coors Light, subpar yeah. beer. Coors Original... Okay, there's a reason it's Still the king of beers. Beer. It's the king of beers. <laughs> wait, wait, or is that Budweiser the king of beers? Budweiser's the king of beers. Tap the Rockies. Yeah. Okay. No, Coors is the banquet beer. Yeah. 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 You know who have banquets? Vikings. Chew on that. Okay. <laughs> 
Michael, $20. Happy New Year, guys. Got to watch, uh, get to watch today. Anyone get a good craft I can get delivered down under? Uh, also, to insult my Aussie brethren, I prefer uh, Promite. Promite. To Vegemite. Uh, yeah, of course. We know exactly what the difference is. Everybody, right. everybody does, and uh, it's a very... Um, yeah, we judge you for that too. Clearly. No, we do. Clearly. Um, that yeah. is the official stance of craft computing. Yeah. Uh, Vegemite is superior. Yes. So there you <laughs> uh, By the way, Kren, to, to, to reverse this back to uh, your Aussie brethren, Kren, uh, I do have your box. I have peeked at it. I haven't really dug into it. I did see the little, the little jar in there. Uh, we're trying to get an all-hands-on-deck show scheduled, but mm. the end of the year with the holidays has been a little weird we're gonna get something in january and we're gonna all sit down and have some aussie snacks so mm. oh there's vegemite in there there's vegemite in there the, the little jar oh that's fun gotta get the toaster going yeah 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 cool that sounds fun yes <clears throat> and rom says there are plenty of us in oz the land of oz yes. there are yeah. you, you gotta follow the yellow brick road to get down there but you know you do you do yeah for sure uh, that's not an original joke. The Bubble Guppies made that joke. Mm, big fan of the Bubble Guppies, huh? Of course. <laughs> I have three kids under 10. Do you think the Bubble Guppies is ever not on in my house? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's Bubble Guppies in one room and Bluey in the other. <laughs> I'm watching Bluey. The kids are watching Bubble Guppies. <clears throat> nice. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Land of Oz. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah, so they did a Wizard of Oz episode about Australia. Makes sense. It, it's great. Makes sense. Great. It's a good pun. Yes. Solid pun. Yeah. Better than the Wizard of Dr. Oz. Yes. Or yes. Dr. Wizard Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Doc Oz can go back to Australia. <laughs> Is he from Australia? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's from, like, Turkey or something. That sounds right. But I'm not going to do the research to back it up. So I think his first name is Mehmet. Yes. Which is feels like a vaguely Eastern European name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Australian beer, craft beer. Uh, there are a number of craft breweries that I've had from Australia. Uh, I don't know of any sources that you could tap into. Um what I will say is I have a number of Aussies on my Discord server, and I'm not going to pimp it just to get your dollar, but give me a dollar to Patreon, get on the Discord, and I'm sure Kren and Rom and Lieutenant Lemming and a bunch of other Aussies that are in there would be more than happy to spill the beans on where they get craft beer from. So Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm impressed with the amount of Australians that are, like, subbed to the channel and patrons. <laughs> and says we don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, we're done. No, no. Keep him. Uh. <laughs> Look, if he was just a brilliant cardiac surgeon, he might not. F that. You're out. I think he's talking about Oz. Oh, he's talking about Oz. I okay. think so. <laughs> uh, we don't want him. We don't want the other guy. Nah, he's done. Sorry, there's like a minute and a half, two minute delay on chat, and I'm going, what? I, I think Michael's probably a fine guy. <laughs> Maybe he is talking about Promet, though, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh my, no, F that guy. I was like, yeah, he's done. <laughs>
Andrew sends over $10. Somewhere between marching and mayonnaise is where you can expect to see a certain precious gemstone. That is the rumor. Marching uh, mayonnaise? Precious gemstone? Oh, sapphire. March and May. Sapphire. Oh, oh gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Uh... Andrew, I may or may not know more than I'm letting on. Doesn't mean that I don't just, like, want it. So. <laughs> yeah, the heart wants what it wants, Andrew. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> Kren says, unfortunately, I don't drink. Uh, and Rom says, what do you like to drink? And where are you at? Uh, New Queens. Oh, and, and Q. Oh. Does that stand for New Queens? Uh, Queensland. Don't look at me, man. I'm putting you on the spot. Here's what I can tell you. I don't know any craft breweries. North Queensland. There you go. North Queens. That's much better. So sorry. Sorry, not you. New Queens. So sorry, Duaro. And, and Kren says, yes, LOL, I meant Dr. Oz. Michael is fine. <laughs> Despite your, your Promite fixation. Yeah, we'll uh, let it slide this time. Uh, but see, that's the, pro that's the thing. He's like, well, no, he passes the test because he, at least there's one of them. Right. You know? right. Yeah, he, so. he, he gets that, so... Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, Northern Queensland. I, I couldn't speak intelligently about about Australian craft beer, but I can about Australian heavy metal. So mm. uh, Melbourne's hopping with uh, Melbourne, Melbourne. I don't know how you say it. I'm just giving myself away today. Melbourne. I'm so sorry, guys. Melbourne. But there's some there's some good heavy metal bands. So uh, I fact, know they spell it in Melbourne, ugh, but Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. Mel Melbourne. Um, but yeah, you know. Um, so there you have it. Y'all have recommended me some good stuff on the Discord. There's another reason to join up. That's some right. People with some good heavy metal taste. We got, we got the metal metal scene going on. It in is there. funny because we have the whole like music talking room, and there's almost nothing except metal. <laughs> it's like all the metalheads just like evangelizing to each other. What what's amazing, <laughs> Melbourne. Oh, there you go, Melbourne, Melbourne. Yeah. Are you go to that old Melbourne. Um, all the what's funny. We have two Australians <laughs> chiming in back to back of different pronunciations of Melbourne. 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 Hmm. Melbourne. Melbourne. I wonder what like the dialect difference can get in Australia, you know? Um, I I commented on a on a random Twitter post. I don't even remember who who did it, but uh, it was someone balking at the idea of someone not being able to differentiate scottish from irish from english from and and whatnot she goes like i get like you know like a london versus cockney or versus you know whatever yeah. other accents that that are there and she goes but how could you not differentiate that and i said i just drove five and a half hours in a straight line and i didn't even even leave my state and you're expecting me to differentiate accents across a 90 mile like region like <laughs> it's intense though it's pretty, oh it's intense I understand that and I understand that lines are drawn like have you ever seen the TikToks of like the Scottish people like pronouncing things that people type for them and like one of them that they're, they're like well this can't be that hard and they the, the phrase is purple burglar alarm and they're like purple burglar purple burglar <laughs> they can't say it it's so funny purple burglar alarm well, it's easy for us. We're not Scottish. I know. But that's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm from Melbourne. It sounds like Melbourne. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Cheers to that one. Okay. Mike sends over $20. Thank you, Mike. Uh, what do you think is a fair price for a disc shelf? They seem so expensive on eBay for what they are. You can get a full server for not much extra, it seems like. And there, and is there a better place to get one? That is a fantastic question uh, around like kitting out a home lab or, or upgrading your, your existing storage or whatever else. The problem with disc shelves is there's so much metal and they're so big. They are heavy, large, awkward items to ship. They tip every shipper's oversized box. Uh, like the little checkbox you fill out when you're shipping something. Is anything above 12 inches? Well, shit, everything is above 12 inches on this one. Um, and typically the hardware that you're buying is so far outdated that it's like, yeah, it's got an E5620 in it, you know, four core Nehalem or Westmere. And it's like, well, I can get that motherboard for like $25 and the CPU for $6 a piece, but they want $300 for a 24 disc shelf. And then they want another 150 to ship it. The problem is that's what it costs to ship it. <laughs> and the other problem is where else are you going to buy a disc shelf? Yeah, where else? So... I get it. I understand it. Um, but unfortunately, that's kind of the running cost of things. Um, if you can get like a 24 bay for you disc shelf for under $300, you're doing pretty well. Um, I bought a Super Micro 948, I think it is, 948. Um, and I spent $299, and it came with power supplies. And, and that was about it. It came with dual 1,000 watt hot swappable power supplies and then i put my own board in it and and in fact right now it's running a 32 core epic um but i spent 300 dollars on that server and uh and that's about what they cost and and there's no rhyme or reason for it because you know people throw away two u servers anymore um you know, and especially one you. But when you're looking for disc shelf, the problem is so many other people are looking for disc shelves that you can't just throw them away for a hundred bucks. Um, there was the uh, the one U Chenbro NR twelve thousand that is long since unobtainium, but that was a disc shelf that you could get for a hundred dollars. That was twelve bay. Um, and that went very, very quickly. I did a video on that, and it disappeared. And every single week, someone will ask me, is there an equivalent to a Chenbro NR12000 that I can get? And the answer is no, because that's just what disc shelves cost anymore. So Jeez. occasionally those offers pop up when <clears throat> some large corporation or, or data center or whatever goes out of business, but they're few and far between. So 300 bucks, that's about what it is. Uh, Zachary sends over another 125. If Omicronians come to Earth to see Craft Computing episode, single female lawyer style, and it better be good or they will destroy the planet, what will your ideal topic to film for an episode be, and what commercial are you using? Hmm. Ooh. Um, well, obviously, it's got to be something used Xeon. Uh, or something Linux, or something SteamOS, or well, something Chinese graphics card. Or something Wish.com related. Or something Wish.com related. <laughs> Wish.com is like the upper echelon. Like, 
like your season finale has to be good, yeah. but if you if you're basing it on like the single female lawyer episode, single female lawyer having lots of sex, <laughs> like <laughs> oh trust me, I know the episode. Um, I'm trying to remember what they did. Who, who spilled beer on? Uh, oh no, Fox is off the air. Like anyone will notice. <laughs> um, so. <sighs> If there's an episode that epitomizes craft computing, it's probably some of my Xeon content. Um, That's and the it, goal, anyway. And, and it's probably some of my Linux gaming content. Uh, those have been my heaviest hitting, most successful, most consistent uh, topics that I've covered. And I've been careful not to lean into them so I don't water it down. Um, yeah. And I do that with a lot of my heavy-hitting content where if something new on the subject comes up, I'm more than happy to tackle it. But I'm not going to do six videos straight on it. Right. Are you worried about watering it down in general for all of YouTube and TechTube or watering it down in general for yourself? For myself. Like, do you, do you worry about, like, maybe running out of, like, passion for it or running out of ideas for it? Or is it more like... To, to space out the goodness and keep people engaged. It's kind of to space out the goodness. It, it's kind of all of those reasons, right. really. Um, and, and I've talked about this. I, I could have totally leaned into Wish.com and just been that YouTuber, and I could be sitting on 2.5 million subscribers right now. And, and I could have been the, I'm just going to buy stupid crap off Wish, and, and that'll be it. That'll be my career. That's what I do from now on. There could be four rents sitting on this couch. That's true. That'd be awkward as hell. No, but it's a good, it's a nice leather couch, guys. I've seen videos with more than four people uh, on them. Right. It's a good couch. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've been very careful to not water down Xeon content in general. As well as water down my own content, because I do like to hit multifaceted things. I yeah. do like to be able to bounce from topic to topic to topic and have it all be relevant to craft computing. Now, there's obviously topics that hit harder than others. Yeah, like debloating um, Windows. Debloating Windows, SteamOS reviews. I've done three SteamOS reviews. They all have 500,000 and up views. They, they are all three in the top ten of my... I can't even look at our dashboard without seeing recent comments on that last... The SteamOS 3.0. 3.0, right. And I'm just like, why? Well, I mean, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at all. But, you know, that's just like, what's on the dashboard? Like, it literally paid your salary this year. <laughs> it really did. You know, and what I love about that, like, too, is that it just... It was the perfect blend of, like, interest... And opportunity and mm -hmm. timing. Right. Because it's not like it wasn't something that you weren't passionate about. Right. But it had just released. Right. I mean, dude, I walked in that morning, you're like, I'm done with a script for this. I was like, what? We didn't we were gonna shoot something else. You're like, I know. I know. I <laughs> I you left last night and I knocked this one out. <laughs> and that's what we're doing today. Um so yeah, gaming on Linux has obviously been a huge passion of mine over the years. It's it's something that as a Windows user, you can look at and go, man, if gaming and general compute is the only thing that I do with my computer, this is something I should look at. And that is actually a larger percentage of gamers and computing enthusiasts 
than I think the market gives credit for. Yeah. Uh, and I've always felt that way. There's there's always a large section of the market that would love to use Linux on a laptop, but have you tried installing Linux on a laptop? Yeah. I don't care your specific experience installing Linux on a laptop. The end result is it sucks. It sucks for 99% of the human race. Of all hardware, of anything that's been made from all time, Linux sucks on a laptop. Whether it's Intel power saving, whether it's AMD drivers not working, whether it's Intel graphics not working, whether it's NVIDIA not supporting drivers on their end, whether it's the trackpad not working, whether it's Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or what, auto-dimming, Linux sucks on laptop because there's zero support. It's something I'm passionate about. I would love to I had a video, I've had like two or three videos that I've tried to write in the last 18 months about running Linux on a laptop. Hey, go buy this laptop because it runs Linux perfectly. And I've not been able to do it. And I've bought like two dozen laptops over the last two years because I want to find the one that does. Mm -hmm. And I haven't. <laughs> it pisses me off. Um, but SteamOS... Being able to migrate off of Windows onto a Linux-based platform just to play games and do general compute, I think there's a huge amount of enthusiasm behind something like that. To get away from all the Windows BS and all the tracking and all of the, the ad delivery and everything else to just a boot up my computer and play a damn game. Yeah. And, and there's so much interest in that. There's so much interest in e-waste recovery yeah. in preventing e-waste of use Xeons and, and use, use server hardware and things. And, and those are things that I'm passionate about as well. I hate e-waste. I hate things going to waste. Um, when I worked for organizations that would throw things away, I could never toss monitors into the dumpster knowing that they were working. I would set them gently into the dumpster in hopes that someone would dive for them later on. And, and it might have second life. I loaded them into my car. That's what I did. I know. <laughs> uh, I could still be prosecuted. So, uh. <laughs> no statute of limitations is way up. It's done. It's probably done. Well, but, I don't know, but um, just in case. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a lawyer, Jeff. <laughs> right, but but it's like this is all going to e-waste. We're throwing it away. It's being smelted down for gold, and I'm like. But it still works. It's got five cents of gold inside of it. Right. 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 And and that's always... I, I can't hurt hardware. It's, it's not in my nature to do that because in some way, shape, or form, it's probably still usable. And uh, that's not to say you shouldn't upgrade. Good God, you should probably upgrade. But if you can't upgrade, it's probably still usable. And, and that's kind of... I never had the newest, latest, greatest PCs growing up. I even when I started building my own, it, it took me it took me from graduating high school and being an adult for a while to to finally build myself a 100% brand new PC that was mine that I spec'd out. And the only reason I was able to do that is because I won an Alienware laptop off a Games for Windows Live sweepstakes. By playing Fallout. By playing Fallout 3. And uh, and I won their grand prize of an M17X. And as soon as it arrived, I powered it up and went, that's really pretty. And I sold it on eBay to pay the taxes for the laptop and to build myself a desktop. And that was the first time I ever built myself a desktop. And it was another seven years before I built myself another brand new PC. Um, I built my wife 
the most bog standard one that I could, like like an Athlon X2 and like like shoddy parts for that day, but it's what I could put together. Um, the reason my Xeon video took off was because the year before I had built myself a Xeon-based workstation because I needed something newer than what I had, but I didn't have the money to do so. And so I went, how about a used 12-core Xeon? Let's see how that works. And hey, here's a used 6-core Xeon. How does, how does that equate to modern performance? And the reason I did those videos is it's things I'm passionate about. So what would I do? Probably a video you're going to see in the next couple of weeks uh, in which I've got used Xeons, Chinese motherboards, and Chinese graphics cards all in the same video. But they're going to destroy Earth if you don't pick an ad, too, so... Oh, i got to pick an ad, too? It's Manscaped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without question, it's a Manscaped Pretty proud ad. of that one. We've had some bangers. We've had every Manscaped... <clears throat> the first couple of Manscaped ads I did, I was trying to read it, like... It's not the most comfortable content to talk about, and so how do you read it? Yeah. Like, you do a straight read, and like... The lawnmower 4.0 has blah, blah, blah. It's got skin-safe technology to keep you from, you know, digging into your groin. And, like, do you want to talk about that? I don't want to talk about that. And so... I don't mind. Make it funny. And and <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget, I was... Uh, this was two years ago, I think. I was watching a David Does Tech video. And uh, he had a Manscaped ad. And... Uh, he had blurred out the entire scene at one point. He was he had a fairly humorous read to this point. But then it came to this like the penultimate like climax moment of this 30-second ad of uh lightsaber sounds and Chewbacca screaming in the background <laughs> of him trying to tame his unkempt bush. And it was a fully blurred out image, and he's just like beating his sack with it. And I'm like I can be funnier than that. I know I can. Like, that was a bomb ad. It was a banger of an ad. But I can do better. I can do better than Daywood Does Tech. And so I did. And uh, and so we had the... Uh, gosh, what did we do from there? We've had so many good ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, see, so yeah, the first couple of Manscaped ads I did were straight reads. And then I just kind of leaned into the content and, and whatnot. But, yeah, it'd, it'd probably be Manscaped. Uh, the pork bun one was pretty great. Hey, bro. That was good. It was. How do you get a stoner IT manager video approved? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we took a lot of risks on that. The with the four twenty closing in on the uh, on the big timer on the computer screen. I did not realize what time it was, my man. Yeah. I also liked the uh, the most latest Linode. Um, oh, the Star Trek Linode one is phenomenal. Yeah, we had a good time with that I one. I bought a smoke machine and a strobe light <laughs> for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There's been some good ones. Uh, let's see. Uh, Novella, will you be putting out any more Patreon member-only videos? Yes, I do have... That's always a, the goal. That's always the goal. Um... It's kind of one of those things where if you're going to put out content, you put out content that pays the bills. And then once that content is done, you put out another one that pays the bills. And if you have extra time, you put out premium content. Yeah. And I've been meaning to do it for so long. I've had a couple of videos like planned. 
I was planning on filming one Christmas Day, and then we had this windstorm with 50 mile an hour wind yeah. gusts and everything else, and I was an absolute pile of goo due to a migraine. I couldn't, I couldn't have even turned my studio lights on if I wanted to. Like, I would have curled up in a ball and cried for the next six hours had I turned on my floodlight. Um, and so I had fully planned to do a premium video, uh, and it just didn't happen. Um, but yes, I do have a couple that I have planned, uh, partially scripted out, but those I like to do very unscripted, very, very casual. loose, very casual. Candid. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll kind of see... See what takes us from there. Um, let's see. Linux should work great on a framework laptop. Yes, I do know that. However, there's still limitations to it. And, and the problem is you have things like Intel power saving or, um, you know, I don't know if framework has any graphics switching. I don't think they do. I don't think they have any NVIDIA slash Intel Optimus style things. But no, there's... but it should work great on a framework laptop, Jeff. It should. Bro, if it, Linux isn't working for you, it's, just, it's because you're not trying hard it's, enough. It's because I'm not. It's I failed. Yeah, I failed. failed. You right. call that a data center? <laughs> yes, I do. Every single Ubuntu install I've ever done on a MacBook works pretty flawlessly. Again, you're 95% of the way there, but your multi-touch doesn't work, or your screen dimming doesn't work, or your speakers don't work, or your headphone jack. There's Who always uses something. multi-touch on a laptop? Nobody uses multi-touch on a laptop. I'm using it now. I know. I can't live without multi-touch on a laptop. Good Lord. I know. Right. What about System76? If someone's going to get it right, it's probably going to be the developers of Pop! OS with the System76 laptop. The problem is, and I'm not throwing System76 under the bus necessarily, but System76 laptops are just OEM rebrand laptops. They're nothing necessarily special. They didn't engineer that laptop in-house. They're buying a Gigabyte or an Asus laptop off the shelf and having it customized for them. Now, you can get a lot of things done that way, but it doesn't solve the inherent issue of Intel and NVIDIA and AMD and all of the different synaptics and logicists and whatnot not making dedicated drivers to work. So it, it's up to the hardware manufacturers at this point. Yes, System76 probably has the best Pop! OS laptop but it's still only 95% of the way there. And in fact, I've talked to a couple of people who review laptops, specifically System76 stuff. I'm hearing a slight echo. I don't know if that's just It's been head. going on the whole time. Okay, yeah, okay. I think it's... I think I left the monitoring monitors. on... Yeah. Hold on, hold it's on. It's really bothering me, but I haven't said anything because... Let me see if that fixes it. Check. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. Thank it was God. the S's. Every time I ended with an S. It was more than that, bro, but yeah, that's all right. Okay. Well, I have terrible hearing, so. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I've talked to people about System76 laptops. I'm, I'm not going to mention any names, uh, but uh, they, they said, you know, System76 laptop, Pop! OS, all first-party stuff. I'm having this issue with this 
this particular system. Now it's an NVIDIA graphics card and I know the problem is a kernel bug with the NVIDIA driver and and they're aware of it and NVIDIA is trying to fix it and System76 is trying to fix it and who's at fault here and do I mention it? And I said, here's your deal as a system reviewer. At the end of the day, your job is to review this system as if you spent the $1,700 retail price of this laptop, what is the experience like? And me as a consumer, I don't give two flying whose problem it is, whose fault it is, why this thing doesn't work. But at the end of the day, it doesn't work. And that's a problem. And if you're putting your branding on something, System76 and Pop! OS, and I have a laptop that has your branding and is your install, and it doesn't work as expected, System76, that's your problem. And you need to fix it. I don't care whose fault it is, but you need to fix it because you're the one that I gave money to. And, and he goes, oh, that's a fantastic point. And that's your job as a reviewer. And that's my job as a reviewer is to, I understand that these things could be inherent issues with the Linux kernel and NVIDIA. Look, there's a long strung out history there with Torvalds throwing up double birds. Like there's a long history there. But if you are selling a retail product that is 100% first party with a developed in-house OS and you still can't get it working, it's still on you because you took my money for it. So there you go. Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to get me a Linux laptop that works 100% perfectly out of the box, I am more than on board for that. Until then, I'll rock a MacBook. Yeah. Not shut, me, though. Shut up, Mr. Chromebook. Not on a Chromebook. Isn't it Chrome? No. I could have swore yours was Chrome. I could have swore you had a Samsung Chromebook. No, it's a Galaxy Book. Look at the thinness on that. It's thinner than your MacBook, bro. What, what, what operating system is it running? Uh, Windows 10. Hmm. I take it all back. I did not realize it was a Windows laptop. Yeah. I did not re I could have swore you had a Chromebook. I mean, I do have a Chromebook. I know you have a Chromebook. I could have swore this was a Chromebook, though. No. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I would have sworn this was a Chromebook. I'm on an 11th gen Intel. Uh, 1165G7. Look at you. What can I say? Okay. Okay. 16 gigabytes of RAM. Nah, okay. Yeah, come on. Thanks, Samsung. Yeah. yeah look at that. Right? Right? I, I got the rose gold because <laughs> it was uh, on sale. That's right. Nobody wanted the rose gold, so I took it <laughs> for a sweet, sweet, like, $500 discount. And their rec comes in for the same. <laughs> Don't worry, Samsung. I got you. But it's actually grown on me. And it's not called rose gold. It's actually antique bronze, but it's definitely rose gold. It's definitely like, a little... Little pink in hue. Oh yeah, but with a name like Antique Bronze, you can feel manly while you yeah. buy it. Uh, Mike sends over fifty dollars. By the way, thank you, Mike. Uh, have you considered doing any VMware content stuff like Horizon and VMware Workstation? Not to mention vSphere for two hundred bucks via uh, VMUG Advantage. Uh, a year is an insane value. Absolutely is. I have done a couple of videos in which I've used VMware. Um, 
specifically around my cloud gaming server project, because when I started that project, VMware was VMware and Zen Orchestra was the only way that you could possibly run grid drivers with no cost. Uh, and so I've done a couple of videos on VMware. Um, in the enterprise space, and especially with the organizations that I worked with professionally, we tended to lean into open source projects just from budgetary constraints. And, and I understand the world runs on Cisco and VMware, but I've also been of the opinion that those days are very much numbered as open standards become so much more prevalent and so much more accessible and so much more stable. And so things like KVM and X, XEPNG, I feel Hyper-V and VMware's days are kind of numbered when it comes to supremacy in that realm. And it's not that VMware has a bad product, it's that I feel Proxmox or KVM Ubuntu or XCPNG have an equivalent product with no support costs. Or if you wanna buy enterprise support, it's up to you, but you can also get essentially the full fat package of any virtualization system that you want, open source with no cost. And while I do have experience with VMware and with vSphere and, and, and all that kind of stuff, and I've even bought some uh, totally legitimate light. I was wondering if my pirate hat was within reach. It's just out of reach. Uh, totally legitimate uh, vSphere licensing, and, and I've gone over that on the channel. Um, I've used uh, VMware Fusion on macOS before. Uh, I used that professionally for years and years to be able to run a Mac, but run every other operating system natively that I had to support. So you have the, the desktop interface of macOS, but you can also run near bare metal Windows and Linux in VMware Fusion on macOS, and I was able to support any operating system that I wanted. Plus, macOS for the longest time had the best remote desktop interface of all time. Uh, Windows 10 has since caught up with their, their, uh, their new application. But um, for a long time, it was macOS has the best RDP client. Um, so that's what I ran, and that's what I rocked. Uh, plus you had native shell and native SSH and everything else that goes into having a Unix-based operating system in macOS, and uh, so that's what I rocked. So um, I don't foresee me doing any kind of deep dive into VMware, vSphere, Enterprise, VMware Workstation, because even though VMware Workstation is free, I feel there's better open source alternatives to VMware Workstation. So, I don't know that I'll dive into it. I might, who knows, 2023 is a new year. But yeah, there you go. Uh, Tanmay wants to know, am I going to CES this year? No. Sadly. Sadly. Uh, we made the call a couple of weeks ago uh, that we just don't feel comfortable at this point in time traveling. Uh, there's still a pandemic. Uh, I haven't been masking nearly as much, but numbers in my county are starting to rise. I know same same with you. I'm starting to mask up again. Um, yeah. So you know, and I, it's like I went to Las Vegas uh, <laughs> um, probably about eight weeks ago mm -hmm. now, 
And I traveled just fine, but it really was like, it did feel like a dice roll and that wasn't even a busy weekend, you right. know? And like, luckily we had like kind of a, a, a flight that wasn't nearly as crowded and lots of things. And, and, um, I feel like you go to CES and something like that and, uh, the dice roll becomes a little less favorable, yeah. especially like the sheer number of people, the sheer number of people that you're going to be around, yep. not just like sort of casually exposed to. Um, and for the record, um, Rhett wasn't present this year. He went the year prior, yeah. but, um, 2020 CES was kind of ground zero for COVID starting to spread in the U.S. They're, they're finding that the first cases that they finally started discovering in March of 2020 actually came from exposures of January 2020 in CES because the original exposures didn't come through the normal ports that you would expect via... LA, SeaTac, JFK, Atlanta. It wasn't the major international hubs. It was the adjacent hubs to that. It was the Alameda. It was San Jose. It was, uh, gosh, uh, Anaheim. It was, it, it was ports adjacent to those major, major hubs that started getting hit. Incidentally, it was the tech centers that started kind of showing symptoms in February and March. Uh, because we all went to CES and we all shook hands with everyone and spent a week, you know, drinking and, and rubbing shoulders and elbows and everything else. And uh, I know a couple couple people in, in this industry that came home with mysterious, mysterious symptoms. symptoms and were on death's bed for like three weeks afterwards and then kind of came out of it and went, oh, like, man, that was the worst flu, you know, that was the worst CES flu I've ever gotten in my yeah, life. Yeah, the, the, the convention crud. The, yeah, the, yeah, the convention virus that, that spreads around. Oh, turns out that was a global pandemic in the works. And uh, we kind of knew of something a couple of weeks in December of like this thing in China that's that's kind of going around and uh, but we all went to Vegas and and there was really no concern about it and and it was just kind of this thing that China was dealing with internally like oh there's some weird mystery virus that's going around um, but numbers are kind of back on the rise again. Plus, Vegas has this whole incurable fungus thing that's been going on. Yeah, the fungus thing. I was like, I was like, dang, Jeff, really want to go to this thing? Like, there's like a weird fungal thing. Yeah, and I've got three young kids, and and I've got a wife with with uh, an auto, an autoimmune disease, and it's no, we're not going this year. Yeah, and, and it wasn't like it's not like you know. We didn't make the decision overnight. It was kind of one, you know, and it sucks. You're thinking about yeah. all the ways that it sets back the channel and um, and all that. But I don't know. Kind of feels like, given our circumstances personally and and stuff mm -hmm. like that, it feels like the only real responsible one. Again, maybe you go and it's no big deal, but um, you never quite know, right? And and everything, you know, it's it, it's been from the get go a cost benefit analysis. Yeah. And you just got to figure out, oh, is the cost worth the potential outcome? It's close, but, you know, we could we could do things a little bit differently and mm -hmm. maybe still come away with some content that you guys appreciate and maybe still right. uh, come out with a 
uh, some networking and stuff like that that benefits us is like, you know, mm-hmm. as a business. Right. Um, so it's not like it's all lost and it's not like we didn't consider alternatives or anything like that. Right. But end of the day, we still have families to think about. And and the way things look right now, and I'm not going to get too insidery, but we do have some insider looks, both in Oregon and, and nationally. Uh, not right now. So, no, we will not be going. And I'm sad about that. <laughs> I'm genuinely sad because uh, I haven't seen a lot of these people for three or four years, and it sucks. Yep. Uh, Mike sends over uh, 10 Canadian. Uh, Happy New Year, Jeff, Rhett, John, Steve, Novella, Skull, John Jay, and all the mods. I forgot to mention. Thank you for an awesome 2022. Health and prosperity in 2023. You guys will make it great. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're going to make it great, bro. You. You're breathtaking. Um, Yeah. uh, uh, And can I just give a shout out to my mods? Oh, like, big shout like out. I uh, shout out to my mods. Uh, so there's Reverend, there's Skull, there's Funkin' Monk, there's uh, uh, uh-huh. interestingly enough, Novella and John are not, are not mods, they're just always around. Uh, there's Claw, there's ID Prom. Um, you guys are all freaking amazing. Um, I could not do the live show or the Discord without you guys. And I fully intended on making some Christmas gifts for you guys that were 100% unique and getting those out. Uh, here we are on the 28th, and I have most of the things in that I need for that, but uh, haven't done it. So you've got something coming to you, uh, and, and I think you're going to like it. Um, but... Uh, you are very much appreciated, and uh, you guys are freaking awesome. So, just wanted to put that out there as well. You know who else is freaking awesome? Our our sponsor. Our sponsor. Our sponsor. Uh, who uh, I do have the the talking points here. Uh, I just need to. This week's episode is brought to you by Linode. It is. Linode is your all-in-one business stop for uh, you know your your your. Don't, don't improv it. Don't improv it. I got it. I got it. Uh, there we go. Oh, that's going to look great. <laughs> Let me see. Let me just uh, mute a couple of things here. Where's the Discord? There we go. Okay. Today's video brought to you by Linode. Uh, if you've ever wanted to host your own servers, whether it be for home or business use, but don't have the resources, time, Gosh, where is the readout? There it is. Today's episode is brought to you by Linode. Hosting your own servers also means you get to host all your own problems. I tried doing the last read instead of the current read. Uh, most network engineers will tell you you should decentralize your network. So why not host your services with Linode? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes software for most of the tutorials you've seen on my channel, like how to run your own ad blocking, recursive DNS server, VPN gateways, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. They offer shared CPU plans for as little as $5 per month and can scale as high as your needs go, whether it be for virtualized hosting, dedicated enterprise GPUs, NVMe block storage, and more. Linode is also expanding at light speed, with 12 new global data centers planned before the end of 2023. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing and get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing, and again, a huge thanks to Linode for sponsoring today's video.
Thank you, Linode. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Rhett, I noticed your glass is empty. Uh, I know. Yeah, I've been waiting for you to finish is, yours. My question is, would you like another beer? Yeah. Okay. Make it... Make it a vitamin R, baby. That's right, folks. Uh, Red Weiserfels here. Uh, I occasionally drink an old-fashioned vitamin R. Rainier. Uh, brewed in, uh, in Washington with Yakima Valley hops. Uh, you know what? I'm not driving anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just not. Oh, he has a mic on. I'm like... Let me tell you what he said. No, I, I totally have a mic on still. Jeff, no! Turn off your microphone! You're in the bathroom! Uh. <laughs> it's just locker room talk. Totally normal locker room <laughs> Everyone in a locker room has ever said. So what do you guys think? Is this, is this Do I drink this out of a glass or just out of a can? Uh, you know, there's a right answer and a wrong answer. Uh, I am going to open a Dragon Milk Reserve. This is a rye barrel aged stout with cinnamon toasted chilies and vanilla extract. 2022 edition, 11.8%. Um, this is a Rainier served in a 16 ounce can. It does have the big red R, so you know it's authentic. Do, uh, you, do you want to look at that or? Let me help you out. Uh, <laughs> what would you do? What would you do if I splashed some rain here and there? It's not like I'm not going to drink it. <laughs> exactly. Got him. Guys, you heard him say it here first. It's not like you Please send your applications it. now into business at craftcomputing.net. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have some openings. <laughs> Uh, oh boy. Let's see. How is your Rainier, good sir? It is good. It is refreshing. Uh, Rainier of all the domestic beers I love. Um, they are the scrappy domestic beer company because um, they are still brewing like a hundred years later. It's true. And uh, honestly, it is the most drinkable of them all. Golden flavored, crisp. Best served. You know, as I had old. as I had that can shooting crisp, clean <laughs> Rainier up the side of my leg off the driveway. Yeah, uh, I get it. I get it. Absolutely. And how many uh, domestic beers can you say are brewed right here in the Pacific Northwest? It's that. I'm good. sorry, I blacked out there for a minute. It's that good. Um, brewed right here in the Pacific Northwest. Speaking of that good, holy crap, is that a good beer? Um, but does it cost a buck twenty-five at happy hour in my small conservative town's bar? Oh, it does not. <laughs> it does not. Um. Anyway, for Christmas, I bought Red a five-pack. Uh, it would have been a six-pack. Uh, so I actually went to the store and I was stocking up some standards for the fridge, and I went, you know what? We need a six-pack of Rainier in my fridge. Because every once in a while, Rhett's over and he goes, you know what? I want like an afternoon beer. And it's like, well, hell. Because sometimes I want an afternoon beer too. If I'm not filming that day, if I don't have anything else going on, it's like, you know, I could use a good 5 or 6% beer. And I'm like, I'm going to buy Rhett a six-pack of Rainier. So I did. Now, Rhett's six-pack came in the standard uh, 
turtle killer uh, plastic holders. And the rest of the beers that I bought came in the four pack, the new standard, you know, plastic tops that are all solid that grip the lip of the can. And uh, I was carrying them all in in one armful as one does. And I tripped and I started to drop them. And so I tightened my grip really quick. When I tightened my grip, one of the Rainiers broke loose from the bunch, hit my driveway, sprung a leak right in the dead center of the can and proceeded to all the way down the driveway. Uh, shooting Rainier up my up the side of my leg onto both fenders of my cars. And they're better off for it. Uh, honest officer. Uh, uh, and I told Rhett it was actually kind of a benefit because my driveway did need a good cleaning. So... And if there's one thing Rainier is good for, cleaning. Honestly, anytime... Degreasing engines. Any, anytime I need to get anything clean, I, I pop one of these bad boys and I get to work. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Sweeping, mopping, vacuuming, painting a house. I painted uh, my house uh, this uh, early this fall. That same color, actually. Oh, the same color as the as the R. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, that's a true story. Uh, <laughs> I, I went to the paint shop and I said, I need as close to this R as you can get. And we put the can down underneath their little laser scanner. And uh, they legitimately got me the Rainier Red. Mm -hmm. um, so it's pretty cool. And uh, the trim is uh, this kind of gold color. Uh, you think he's joking? No, I'm not. No, <laughs> seriously. It's red and gold, so. It's a rental house. Screw those people. No, well, they live inside of it. They don't, right, they don't have to look outside. So, what are you going to do? But yeah, no. Of course, the inside is all gold vein mirrors and... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. As you do. Leather-wrapped countertops. Yeah, is that not normal? Uh, You're acting like it's this weird, absurd thing. But uh, go ahead and chime off in chat. Let me know about your leather-wrapped uh, right, right. counters. Um, and tables or whatever you said. You, you know, uh, so... Circa 2000... You're dating yourself. Seven? He's old. I am. <laughs> um, my wife and I were saving to buy a house. And one of the ways we did that was we bought a mobile home in a trailer park. And uh, uh, we spent $6,000 on the trailer and then rent was $375 a month. Can you even believe that nowadays? No. $375 a month for rent. No. Okay. Uh so we own we own this place and uh, $25 less than my brother-in-law's apartment around the same time. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so, so so we own the place, saved a lot of money over the years and and then in 2010 bought a house. Um, but that trailer that we bought was a 1969 trailer. It was a 14 by 59 foot. It was 900 and some odd square feet. Um, in the center of it uh, so, so it had like, you walk in and there's a living room and then there's a kitchen slash dining room. And it was actually kind of a slightly vaulted ceiling where mm -hmm. it had like a, a, a peaked roof and it had like these fake, uh, rafters in it. Mm -hmm. So it gave kind of like this, like bigger than it actually is vibe. Then in the next room was this basically a cigar lounge and it was amazing. It was, uh, it had bookshelves that were built into the wall Perfect for a couple of easy chairs to sit there, surround, yeah. s sit, sitting on either side of this like tall, skinny window. That's a vibe. Opposite of that 
was a leather-wrapped bar with gold vein mirrors behind it and a full shelf and a full wet bar. 1969. 1969. did things different that year. Isn't that a vibe? That is a total vibe. <laughs> and so so here we are, just, just me and my wife, you know, years before we had kids, we had this actually fairly decently sized living room of like 14 by 19 feet or something like that. Decent sized kitchen for a single wide house. It was a two bedroom house with a single bath. Um, but then in the center of this house, we had this little 10 by 14 foot wide cigar lounge. And it was amazing with a full wet bar. And that's where I learned to mix cocktails. Wow. That's <laughs> something. I'm down for that. Uh, Zachary sends over another 125. My man, Mike D stole my idea for shouting out the, the amazing mods. So a 5,000 for a pickle beer. Was it worth it? Yes, but only because I didn't have to drink the entire pickle beer. Yeah, you should have made him drink the whole pickle beer. I drank it. It was a great pickle beer. Well, he, he faulted in the fact that he gave me the A5000 first. Well, it, there's this little thing called the honor system. You know, faults on us, Zachary, for sort of believing in the honor system. I drank the rest off camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did, all right. I mean, in a way, in a way, he drank it because he paid me to drink it. <laughs> I don't. Is that worse? It was consumed. That's almost worse in a way, isn't it? Right. Right. I'm gonna pay you to eat and drink my pickle stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> there was mustard on this sandwich, right? You don't like mustard, right? No. Not a mustard guy. No. Uh, mushrooms. You're gonna eat the mushrooms out of my. Uh, Food. Rhett, you know as well as anyone, you cannot de-pickle a burger. <laughs> That's got to be one of my favorite Talking Heads quotes when I was cutting clips. It's just like, once the pickle touches it, you can't unpickle the... <laughs> so, I wish I could remember. It's it is in a totally clip, but... a Seinfeld uh, like rip. Yes, like, like you, can, you can so hear this conversation back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> just take the pickles off your burger. Once you pickle it, you can't... Once you pickle it, you can't unpickle the burger. <laughs> you don't double dip a chip. <laughs> it's the same conversation. Uh, and, and one of them is correct and the other is not. You have an immune system. You can totally double dip a chip. Like, I, I don't care. You cannot unpickle a burger, though. Right. No. You can, uh, but you just chose not to. Here's what it is. See if it'll come oh, yeah. The pickles touched it. You can't untouch the burger. You can't untouch oh, yeah. the pickle from the bun. The damage is done. It's, it's... <laughs> the damage is done. That's what you said. Yes. <laughs> the damage is done. That is totally a George Costanza line, dude. That's just... <laughs> Once the pickle has touched the burger, you can't untouch the pickle. The damage is done. <laughs> I love that. Just throw the burger away and end it. <laughs> I just, I, I, I've used to be so confounded by your distaste for pickles, but honestly, it's kind of endearing. It's a very endearing quality. <laughs> Thank you. What's really funny is uh, I've, I've had so many great one-liners that have just come up throughout filming, and a good number of them have not made it to final. Because Rhett just busts up laughing. <laughs> and I can't say it seriously a second time yeah. through. 
There's been some gems in there. Yeah, back when I edited the videos remotely, sometimes J Jeff would surprise me with something. And I, the thought that always goes through my brain, you know, it's like, oh, dang, that's a good one. But then you always, deep. You always stop to, like, address it. You're like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Like one of my favorites. It's not like the it, it's not the epitome of it, but he's just like he's doing something and he's taken apart and he goes well. And because here at Craft Computing we believe in using the whole buffalo, <laughs> and he goes whole buffalo. <laughs> he's like I've never said that a day in my life. And then he goes back and he like redoes the line and he goes because here at Craft Computing we don't let anything go, go to waste. waste. Yeah. Right, like <laughs> Like, and I remember watching you say the whole buffalo, and I was like, "What a profound statement!" That you, sir, have <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> so, so now if I make a profound statement, Rep, uh, and and I go, I don't know if I can say that again with a straight face. Rep will go, "Well, you know, here at Craft Computing, we use the whole buffalo." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess I have to figure out a way to wedge that one back in. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be our slogan, you know? <laughs> Your craft computing, we use the whole buffalo. It's got to be like a t-shirt design. I'm going to mm -hmm. get on that tonight. <laughs> if you can knock out a t-shirt out of that, I'll sell it. That's got to be one, right? And just have like a like a computer all disassembled with the parts splayed out, and it's like, but then like a buffalo hide and, and horns, <laughs> like like how far are you going to take this one? That's true. Yeah, I mean, why not? Maybe we'll see what looks good. Leather wrapped PC. <laughs> <laughs> this PC is from 1969. Gold vein mirrors, uh, Novella. $2. Thank you so very much, sir. Uh, are you ordering Domino's for the after party? What? Did you order Domino's last week? Uh, I have a couple of times. <laughs> where it's like... Now, I do have three slices of pizza <laughs> left over upstairs. But cold pizza is fantastic. But... Dare I say, a lot of cold pizza is actually better than hot pizza. Yeah. When it's fresh out of the oven. Yeah. Like... Oh, wow, what? Oh, like fresh out of the... Right. Like, no, yeah, yeah. Like, you make a Papa Murphy's, you take it out. I was like, bro. It's, it's great pizza. Yeah, yeah. You then refrigerate it and eat it next morning. Oh, yeah. At, like, hangover pizza. Oh, oh, yeah. And then for me, I'm like, you pull that son of a gun out of the fridge, and you just get your bottle of Tabasco ready to go. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And, uh, yeah, I'm big on this. Uh, like, I didn't even know this was a thing. My friend came and visited us from Germany, and she's like... Do you got any of that, like, tahine seasoning? I'm like, tahine? She's like, yeah, it's that, like, Mexican stuff. You know, they make candy out of it. You might get, like, the dried, uh, like, mangoes or something with this, like, lemon, lime, what, peppery seasoning on it. Didn't even know that this was a thing. She went and bought me a whole bottle. Oh, my God. I will put this on everything, man. Especially pizza. Even you I'm kind of intrigued You by dump this one. on pizza? Ugh. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's it's looks like it says tahin in the uh, beautiful language of Spanish. T-A-J-I-N. <laughs> uh, Mike Farino says, uh, for $5, thank you very much. Uh, not sure if you noticed, but I'm pretty sure your video completely wiped out the supply of Patriot <laughs> SSDs. <laughs> 
Yo, pour one out for the homies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> that's why they call us influencers. <laughs> I hate that term because yeah. influencer to me means like... Chloe Card. It, it's kind of like... It means shill. It's a negative thing, right? It really like, is. I hate it when people use it. Like, we get emails and they're like, well, we're just doing an influencer campaign. And I'm like, then you right. told the wrong people. Right. Call Chloe Kardashian. We don't want right. to hear it. Right. You got a makeup campaign? Do I look like I need blush right now? Um, but that could be a fun ad. Could be. Call us. Right. But yeah, I, if, I if hate it's a the pre roll. If it's a pre roll, I am not above shilling. Like, you know, yeah. I will shave my balls for the right. No, and he really has. We couldn't use any of the footage because he he got a little too close, if you know what I mean. Lots of blood everywhere. We're talking right. about. It, it was a mess. Reconstructive surgery. <laughs> it was a mess. emotional trauma alone. And I've been still trying to figure out if he paid me enough for that. But, you know, what are you going to do? Boss he just it. had to edit it. He wasn't even in the damn room. <laughs> yeah, he got inventive with the camera angles, though. It felt like I was there. <laughs> he was like, right, you're going to edit this with the Enreal Airs on your face. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like a 75-inch TV from 10 feet away. <laughs> right, you're going to edit this like you're Tom Cruise in the Minority Report with the, the HTC Vive on. <laughs> That's, I'm laughing at that more than it really deserves, honestly. <laughs> what a stupid image. There is... I'm trying to remember which comedian it was. Oh, God. Um, there's a comedian on This Is Not Happening, Comedy Central, that talks about her boyfriend used to date a porn star who has a bunch of adult toys that were silicone cast after her likeness. Mm. Okay? Naturally. Everybody has one of those. So she goes, so there I was staring into the eye of my ex's. Right, right. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great, great watch. There's some really good, this is not happening. Yeah, it's about her finding her identity and her confidence and and not like having to one-up herself. And she actually met the the ex afterwards and she was a wonderful woman and and they've actually talked since and everything else. But the inferiority complex that she had (laughs) against this other woman and and it's, it's a phenomenal psychological evaluation of one's own psyche like nice yeah that's i don't know great. if i can use psychological to describe psychological things but i just did so why not there it is it, what's interesting is that the term psychological in and of itself is sort of like a loaded enough term that it's come right. to mean things that it doesn't really mean in just the oxford dictionary right you know what i mean you guys know what i mean <laughs> you know how words have come to evolve uh, Christina Hutchinson never try to one up a porn star. Yeah, never try that. Yeah, it's a it's a great great video which you should watch immediately following Talking Heads. 
Uh, if, that is if you're not a part of the super secret after party. Although you can join the after party and just Ramble. watch it in the background. That's probably a chill enough thing. Rambo. By the way, Rambo's been sitting like right here for almost the entire show. He just decided to get done. up and he's just done. You know how I feel about the term influencer? It's like the term gamer. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way about the term gamer? <sighs> I hate that term. I uh, I feel less hate towards gamer than I do towards influencer, but that's probably because I've been called influencer. I'm not gonna lie, I wait. What did you say? You hate gamer more? I hate gamer less. Oh God! Oh, but yeah. that's because right, right, right. I'm in influencer marketing, but and you are a gamer too. I'm a gamer too, right? Yeah, I don't know why. I hate the term gamer. Influencer is like the junior high swear word. And gamer is like an Australian word that they say all the time, but is really offensive here in the United States. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> See you next Tuesday? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's gamer to me. I'm just like, you say that, and I'm just like, oh my god. And people are like, well, you play games, you're a gamer? No! I'm not one of those people. Right. I love playing games, and I could lose a whole day playing a good game. This happened often. Uh, but I'm not a gamer. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, what is it about that word? That just set me off. Oh my God. Are you guys okay? Need to take a breather? Yeah. If you call yourself a gamer, I'm sorry. Pick another word. Are we on the proper audio capture device right now? Are we on your laptop? The audio is coming through HDMI one. Oh God. Have we been on the wrong one the whole time? We might have been. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Why is HDMI 1 still cap? There we go. Okay. Sorry, so, H- so the onboard mic was also capturing, but we're probably capturing more here. So we just got rid of a lot of ambiance. So now we should be good. Did somebody say something? No, I was just looking at gains because you got really loud all of a sudden. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I was watching the comments because I was like, they normally tell us. You right. Know what I mean, right. So. I haven't seen anything. Uh, so, so Spectre said, sounds like it might be Whitney Cummings. It was not Whitney Cummings, although that is totally in her wheelhouse. Um, yeah, very psychological of you. By the way, that odd echo thing is back. Uh, oh, gotcha. So that might have been it. So yeah, we had HDMI. You, sw- you, you switched scenes, I wonder, and if you went to the wrong one. Or I'm, I might have gone to the wrong one, but... You got a lot of scenes, bro. I do have a lot of scenes. No, I was on Talking Heads in Studio, so that was probably going on the whole time. Uh, is Sponsor 1 still mic only? Yeah, Sponsor 1 still mic only. Okay, so... Sorry guys, it's a live show. You gotta you gotta roll with it. And I, I, I do think that this is a this. Was I a, don't have a producer, at least one that will work this time of night, uh, or or a tech technician for for audio and like yeah. Well, hey. any radio booth that you go to usually has uh, they have the talent, and their job is to be talented, where they will talk into a microphone for three hours. And then you have a producer and you have a technician, and they're responsible for producing and taking care of technical aspects of the show. That is the audio, and if there's video, video, and things like that. Um, we don't have that. It's just me with the computer. So, yeah, you're very good Suck at OBS, it. though. I'm pretty impressed with this. I, I, I'm, I'm getting there. Like, I'm kind of jealous, actually, because the few, the few streams that I've had to run uh, without Jeffrey being there. 
They're dicey. They're dicey. <laughs> it's it's harder than it looks, isn't it? It is. It is. Especially <laughs> when he goes, disregard these 12 scenes, and you're just going to use these two. <laughs> One of them is the ad. <laughs> right. Can you hit one and then two? Can you? <laughs> I didn't even have hotkeys set up. I don't know how that worked. I had to click it manually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Rev says I'm getting a little defensive about the gamer thing. Which, like, yeah, probably. He probably is. <laughs> Rev, you get it? Don't, don't, I... no, you're in my corner, Rev. I know you are. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I get it. I, I get it. He gets it. I get what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, Everybody does. There's... It's like a dirty word. It does kind of have a. <sighs> A nefarious origin. How's that? Uh, uh, and also, I do. I fail. I feel like, yeah, it, it, sure. But I feel like it also fails to capture. What do what, what do you think when I say gamer? My my brother in law is a huge gamer. Um, I you, think about somebody that plays the new Call of Duties. You think Call of Duty, you think Xbox One, you, you think... Code Red, Mountain Dew. You think you think bottles of Code Red and Funyuns and, and, and now for nacho the, cheese Doritos. Yeah. And I feel bad. I guess that's a pretty big stereotype because, like, you know, I'm, I'm not making it... But there's a reason... But there's something else to it because that's Don't get me wrong. Don't I'm get not, me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm like some sort of like intellectual gamer. I only play good games. Don't get me wrong. There's a reason stereotypes are a bad thing, but there's also usually a reason stereotypes develop right. and exist. And and I'm not saying the stereotypes are right or that we should use them, but when you say gamer, it elicits certain words and emotions and connotations and vibes in your brain and you immediately go to the 28-year-old overweight playing Call of Duty in his mom's basement on an Xbox, drinking Code Red Mountain Dew and Funyuns, and and swearing expletives and homoerotic suggestions at at underage people on the platform. Yeah. Like, am I off base there? I don't think I am. That's kind of what I feel like, you know. I don't know, and that and that's a big problem, you know. It's like, and I really feel like, yeah, the term gamer, maybe, maybe it becomes homoerotic, homophobic. Sorry, I meant homophobic, not homoerotic. But, although maybe both, depending on who's on the receiving end of the microphone. Maybe it stems from the whole GamerGate thing too. But I feel like the whole term gamer is like just steeped in misogyny and stuff in general. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I also feel like it really fails to capture me as a enjoyer of video games. You know what I mean? Like, and I love video games more than the average person does. I play a lot of games. I've made games. I studied how they're made. Mm -hmm. Not just video games, like pen and paper and tabletop too. Right. And I just feel like there's something about gamer that is that like it's intending, it's trying to distill all of those complexities and nuance down to a single term. That is almost like a pejorative at this point. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I guess I probably have like a silly little bias that probably needs to be like examined. If you guys are all watching, you're like, well, I'm a gamer. What the what the hell, right? You're like, come on. You're, I'm not misogynistic. Like, I'm sorry. This is my personal feelings about a word that's kind of like loaded these days. Um, but like, I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. So we do have a couple more comments. Uh, Mike sends over $10. Thank you very much, Mike. 
Very much appreciated. Uh, I, I'm not one, so I might be wrong, but influencer feels much more like a personal definition that can mean different things to different people, while gamer is a right. worthless term at this point. Gamer is kind of worthless. Like, and I guess that's the big thing. When, hold on, hold on. It, let, no. let, let's, let's back it up slightly. To influencer. To influencer. Okay. Um, when someone says influencer, what they mean is shill. What they mean is heartless, soulless, non-creative, well, shill. You know what, what, they, what they mean is selling a product, regardless of what it is, for the sheer influence that that mention can bring the product. Do you know what I hear when I hear influencer? Do you know who I am? Okay. I was going to put your coffee shop on the map. Okay. If you were going to give me a fat-free no-foam latte, I could have talked about you on my Instagram. There would have been 300 people here tomorrow morning wanting to drink your coffee, but no, no, you put soy in my coffee. And that makes it sound like I'm talking about a woman. That's not necessarily the case. There are a lot of men that are like that too. Like when I was doing my game development podcast. Hey, if you let us say at this bread and breakfast, we'll give you fantastic. Yeah. When, I, when I was doing my game dev podcast, I had this like gigantic YouTuber reach out to me through his like PR guy mm -hmm. about, hey, can you review my guy's game mm -hmm. and i was like oh shoot what, what, what's this i thought maybe the guy made it or something like that no the guy is like a grown like 27 year old man who pretends to be a teenager in order to do children's stuff mm -hmm. and not in like an enduring children's educational way right and like i want to sell you loot boxes and like i could throw a football over those mountains we would have won state if coach put me in. no 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 worse than that oh we're going to level down level down from that that guy just never grew up this guy we're going i hacked my middle school computer to get passing grades that's kind of impressive, though. Like, the, the guy from Napoleon Dynamite, that guy just never grew up past his, like, his pride. Like, this guy that I'm talking about on Try YouTube. Try to Salem, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, they are, dude. Uh, <laughs> but the guy that I'm talking about, it's it's as though he grew up, but he he's chosen, he is elected to present the, it's, all, it's predatory. Yeah. Like, he's chosen to remain this way. Not like the same way that Michael Jackson chose, like, Michael Jackson, you know, there's a lot of, but you know what I mean? It's like that level of, like, marketing of right, 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 right. of this is a money maker and if I could stay 16 forever I can tell kids that I'm cool you could do the same thing you could have a gigantic swimming pool in your huge house in the middle surrounded by trees mm -hmm. and that's what this guy did I, I, I would print on rant alert but I don't have a scene predefined with this game. no I don't I, I can't red alert it I tried <laughs> Less impressive than you thought it was. I wasn't even done with it. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's still some beer nearby. I'm going to finish this in shame now. Mm. No shame with the big R, baby. Um, and we're doing some Morse code now. But anyway, that, 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 that's how I feel about Influencer. It's like, do you know who I am? This is what I do. I sell loot boxes. I sell this idea of like customers that aren't real like i'm dropping a limited edition set of 100 nfts oh my god the term nft is synonymous in my brain with influencer for sure i i'm gonna catch flack for this yeah but you have a limited edition of nfts <laughs> but i have a limited edition drop of nft no. um <sighs> nfts aren't all bad don't say it no 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 no, no 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 okay <laughs> i i have a hot take 
Okay. About influencers. About an influencer. A specific, specific influencer. Chloe Kardashian. No. No. Wow, this is getting personal. He, it is like, getting you guys personal. Might, he might be watching. Uh, no, they're not. Okay. Um, <laughs> I Justine. I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, good, so you can shut up. Um, <laughs> Doubtful. Right, right. <laughs> he doesn't know how. Uh, was within the last 18 months to two years, was pushing NFT and crypto and everything else on top of everything else that she does. And and I, I don't take anything away from iJustine, the creator. But she did cross that line from creator to straight up give me money and I'll promote anything when it comes to crypto and NFT and everything else. Like she she bought in hook, line, sinker, I'm in. And I went, shouldn't have done that. And, and it's not just that crypto and NFT are a giant Ponzi scheme. Yeah, it's not just that. It's not just that. It's that most people who were in the know knew it was a giant Ponzi scheme. That's how it works. That's how Ponzi <laughs> schemes work. Right. There's got to be somebody in the know that knows that they... Right. right. And, <laughs> and they promoted it anyway. And, and, yeah. and that's a problem. And, and Again, that's like loot boxes, right? Right. Like that's why I go back to that all and, the time. Because and, and I struggled so much because I love the work that I, Justine, has done in the vlogging and tech <clears throat> and, and, and that kind of industry. As far as um, she does phenomenal camera reviews, phenomenal reviews about Max, about lifestyle, about all these different things. And she'll kick your ass with a lightsaber. Sure. Like, like, I still watch her. Like, like she does great content. But pushing the NFTs was like, mm, well, you begin to doubt their judgment a little bit. You really do, you know? and 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 that to me is the difference between influencer and reviewer, between journalist and shill. I mean, and between... that's the truth. Think about the number of celebrities that you all know. If like if you're on Twitter, for example, um, anyone buying a Sylvester Stallone's crypto after we? Uh, oh, by the way, he was up on charges for for embezzlement and right. and wire fraud because of his crypto influence. Right, and that's a great example, which we called out like three and a half years ago. But how many like celebrities did you see? In, like like this NFT thing came out, and like like you know if if you read fantasy, like you might have saw that Neil Gaiman himself like was doing a charity event with uh, NFTs, and it was just like he didn't really know. And when when his fans corrected him, uh, he definitely pivoted into the right space, but. How many didn't do that? Because there was a lot of celebrities that are like, well, I'm working with this company. We're going to do limited NFT. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like they didn't even know. And to them, it was just money and marketing and all of this other stuff. That's influencer. Right. Uh, Steph Clary, Clay Thompson, they, they both went into NFT stuff. And while I'm not necessarily 100% on board with their influencer status and, and I should buy things because Steph Curry says it's good. Um, when you have a certain level of celebrity, you need to know 
you, you have need to, have to do your idea. research before you just say, oh yeah, I'll totally promote that thing with my name, brand, image, etc. And like it's as insidious as when the Kardashians got in trouble for pimping pills on their uh, Instagram account totally without is. saying that it was an ad that they were paid to do that. Yes, exactly. And and I that's exactly the way I feel about I Justine jumping into NFT stuff is man, you had integrity and and a voice and 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 whatnot, and you threw it all away to get paid. Yeah, and and that's the difference, and and so when I have to deal with a company uh, on a professional level, and they want to promote something or send something for review, and I deal with influencer marketing <clears throat> as a department, yeah, it just makes me cringe inside. There, there's been a couple times where I'm like, you know, I'm trying to like work on some deals with some companies, and mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah. Let, let me forward you to our influencer marketing because that's who handles this. And you just go, oh, God. It instantly gives me a bad taste in my mouth because not, yeah. not every company is like that. You know, they might have uh, like their, their online campaigns or their social media campaigns or their whatever. They have a lot of terms that aren't just all encompassing influencer. And I get mm-hmm. that influencer really tries to be that. It's like gamer. Right, it's this huge word that tries to encapsulate so many people of so many orientations of so many ideologies of so much different content, and it becomes worthless at that point. I don't feel like I don't feel like influencer is nearly as worthless. Gwyneth Paltrow, worst influencer ever. Oh, are you? Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, that whole goop thing, man. Like, come on. And that's the worst kind of... Just take no, no. a jade stone for a while. This is this is going all the way back. The poorest of all stones. We're 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 gonna we're gonna go back a little bit to Mehmet Oz, right? Mehmet Oz, <laughs> right? Part of what makes Mehmet Oz kind of suck so much, and I'm gonna attempt to do this without a single swear word, is that the man is a legitimately gifted cardiac surgeon, right? Cardiac. Who, He's yes. a, he's a legitimately no, he, gifted surgeon. Yeah, he's a heart surgeon. The man who sold out everything, everything, to shill whatever company came his way. It's all snake oil. Yep. It is all snake oil. Yep. And it is not only it's not just, ooh, here's a little harmless thing. It has cost people in health, in money, and all of these things. They go, yep. well, I have this illness, and 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 Dr. Oz is going on his daily talk show and he's telling me that. That this can help me lose weight. That this can help me lower my blood pressure. That this can do this. He is a, the, one of the world's most gifted cardiac surgeons. Nobody can take that away from him. And he is telling me to buy this product. And so I might spend more money than I should on literal snake oil. And it he does is the nothing. definition of a snake oil salesman. He really is. And, and, and that's... That really comes down is. to influencers, and and influencers are the definition of what snake oil salesmen used to be, uh, and and that's why I cringed at 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 I Justine with with her things. That's why I cringe at Steph Curry getting into crypto and all the crypto ads that hit us during the Super Bowl this last year. Uh, of, of, crypto.com crypto.com and Tom Brady and everyone else getting into like, you know, when I do my crypto, I do it with this website, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's an unregulated currency. And then we end up with sets us apart from other banks. Other banks are banks. (laughs) (laughs) And what's funny is it all comes down to like, I assume you have collateral. What it all comes down to when these, when these houses of car house of cards is. 
Houses of Cards. Houses of Cards. Collapse, is it like everybody goes, I, well, I thought there was some level of regulation. Or I thought, there, <laughs> I thought there was some oversight or something, you know? And it's just like, nope. and that's the part. They take you on this wild ride. It's, um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I heard it said once that like doc, Dr. Oz did this like one specific like life saving surgery 200 times a year before he got his own show. Yeah. And every year and, since, and it was on the Oprah bandwagon that that he went like you know I'll I'll promote books and I'll and I'll do this kind of thing and I'll I'll, I'll gladly take that kind of thing yeah and so Oz started getting these promotion deals on Oprah and and yeah. coming on to to book signings and everything else and then all of a sudden he got his own show on Oprah's coattails yeah. And and if and if and if you're listening, and if you're watching, at us, the end of the day, Oprah unleashed Oz unto us. And if you're, yeah, exactly. And that's how I feel. That's a perfect summation of, of Oprah. But if you're over there, like, well, Oprah, you know, she's a billionaire that's on our side. She's a philanthropist. She does this. She gives people cars. Well, then just Google John of God. John of God was a person whom Oprah uh, set forth on the world as well. And can, can I just say? Can I just say? Uh, for all those who think Oprah is good for the world, or Oz is good for the world, or Elon Musk is good for the world, okay? Elon Musk mm. recently... Here we go. Recently... You're going to shut us down? I am. I'm going to shut us down completely. Like, this is the last show Craft Computing will ever, will ever air. Elon Musk recently <laughs> was on The Chappelle Show. Okay? Okay. Uh, Dave Chappelle brought Elon Musk on stage at the Chappelle show. 18,000 people in Los Angeles Coliseum watching Dave Chappelle do stand-up. And he brought Elon Musk on stage because he was in the crowd. And Elon Musk not only couldn't form a coherent sentence during the entire time, um, but just, I don't even want to talk about the actual appearance of him. What I want to talk about is for the people who say Elon Musk has done good in the world. Oh, yeah. For the amount of money that Elon Musk spent on Twitter, and this is my own math, Elon Musk could have given every single man, woman, child in that stadium $2.3 million. Nice. Yeah. Every single one. That would have been... Just for the purchase <laughs> price of Twitter. Not his net worth, not his annual earnings, not anything else. Just the cash he spent purchasing Twitter. He could have given every man, woman, child $2.3 million. That is enough money for any citizen worldwide to live the rest of their days with. If they never earned another red cent, they are set for life. I don't care about inflation. I don't care about anything else. I'm just saying, if you can purchase a house and you can live in that house mm -hmm. and you can buy food and mm -hmm. cars and gas and maintenance and wait staff and and everything else that you need to live a fairly extravagant life 2.3 million dollars will get you really damn far there you go <clears throat> 2.3 million dollars per each of those 18,000 people just for the money you spent on twitter but did you do the math on the uh, overall harm that Twitter is doing to humanity? Because so far, Ooh. he's tanking it. He's tanking it. So does does that offset? 
Right, right. You know, at, the beginning, at the beginning of the show, I said I wanted to stop talking about Twitter, Tesla, Elon Musk, and here we are. Um, Here's a question I pose to the audience. Yes. As a discerning investor, right, with Tesla going down, do I buy mm. the dip? Do I buy the dip? I don't think the dip is happening. <laughs> Dude, it's like a value at like $112 for a stock. It was at four it was at $399 <laughs> on January 1st. And it's at $112 now. I don't think the dip has happened yet. Oh, you don't think it's happened yet? So I just hold on. I wait. Oh. <laughs> I think like sixty-five uh, is when you buy. Maybe I just go for the lulls and I wait till sixty-nine. You guys know right? what's up. You guys know what's up. You, know, you guys know what's up. So that's how we feel about influencers and games. <laughs> uh, Net guy sends over fifty bucks. Thanks, Net uh, guy. Certified Amazon shill, Net guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Love you, Net guy. I can't tell if the emoji is a middle finger or just like a. It's a single finger. It's pointing up. Pointing up at him. Two net, yeah, it's this one, not this one. Okay. Well, either way, it could be pointing up. It could be. Yeah, they're both pointing up, but they have different connotations. Okay. Uh, Net guy. Congrats on another great year of inspiring content, weekly tech news, and entertainment. I know how many hours it really takes. Kudos. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 2020, I quit my job going... And, and by the way, in 2020, I was working somewhere between 40 and 60 hours per week and still producing two videos every single week and editing every single video myself and posting it and doing all the social media and everything else. 100% me. Okay. 2021, I went, I think I need to hire an editor. I think I need to hand off some of the editing duties. So, hey, Rhett, would you mind working like on the side doing some editing for me like i know i know you have a an, an llc i can pay your llc we'll we'll make that work and and you can edit some videos and he went yeah that's totally cool now cool so we're already on board uh I, i'm an established business he's an established llc everything works we're gucci we're gucci uh so i handed him some of the video editing stuff and in february of 2022 i went hey can you come on full time and not only do the video editing, but also handle a lot of the day-to-day -day operations. And so a lot of the email contacts, a lot of the, um, hey, I need these parts ordered. Hey, I need this. I need that. I need all these different things. Um, at the end of 2022, we're producing about 1.25 videos per week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It sneaks up on you how much it is to actually run a legitimate business yeah. uh, and do all of the creator influencer stuff on top of it. Yeah. Uh, it's a thing. Now, I will say on the heels of that, if you see craft computing online in any media form, way, shape, whatever... It's me. Oh yeah, it's definitely not me. It, it's it's definitely not getting Twitter. I, I've got my own presence for that. Yeah. You guys want to follow the real gem of a Twitter? You know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I keep it real. Um, but yeah, if if you see craft computing online in some other form than this show, 
uh, it's me. It is me making comments. It is me posting on Twitter. It is me doing all that stuff. Um, it is way more work than you could possibly imagine of just like, seems pretty easy to film like two videos a week and post them to YouTube. Yeah. Well, you know what I think? I said that with way more slur than I intended to. <laughs> you know, the part that I think really took me by surprise is because we've known each other for a while mm -hmm. and we've always vibed. It took us quite a while to find a good stride together. I it really did. Too. You know, like, yeah. there's, there's like a couple times you can go back and look at the videos and it's like, well, Rhett screwed that one up, you know, or like, or, or even just like figuring out, um, I mean, not just like, not just shooting the videos, but then like editing them as well. And it's like, okay, well, he got ahead of himself on that one or this thing. Yeah. And it's not just like, I'm learning the ropes. Boy, wow. No B-roll at all? Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's, and it's not just that I'm sort of figuring out the level that I need to bring, but mm -hmm. Jeff is figuring out like, Hey, how do we communicate that? How do we, what can I delicate? Right. Exactly. What can I communicate down? What can be a hundred percent on him? What has to be a hundred percent on me? Mm -hmm. What's 50, 50. Um, what is what is the the workload dynamic? What is yeah? What are the tasks that he's better at than I am, and vice versa? Like those are all things that you experience when you're starting a business, doing a startup yeah. with just one or two people. Um, and then sometimes too, we have like we have that similar personality too, where sometimes we show up on a Monday and we look at each other like, who's going to say we have to work first and, and, and go f this. <laughs> We did that today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, who's going to break? And thus, the minimum effort stream of 2022. <laughs> we looked for news. We looked very briefly. I didn't look. Uh, um, well, what? You want to talk about guitars for the next five minutes? Say, 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 Rhett, what did we spend the last three hours doing before the show? Looking at guitars. Looking at guitars. We looked at Sweetwater.com. We looked at Lecter.com. We yeah, looked at... Uh, I'm really big right now street into music.com. Reverend Guitars. Reverend Guitars. Oh, my oh God. My I'm looking for something probably from Reverend Guitars. Right at my price point. Right at the quality that I I really got. wish you would not have introduced me to that website. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of torn right now between East, like a, a good Eastman Electric and a good and a good Reverend guitar. Mm -hmm. Like they're both at that price point I want. They're both of the quality. They both have the cuts that I want. Yep. The colors that I want. Like I have what is literally my my top five that I would own right behind me. I've got a Les Paul Electric. I've got my Schecter Stiletto Studio Five, which is an amazing bass. Five-string bass. It's all I've ever wanted in a bass. The the tonality, the intonation, everything is just... <sighs> I, I'd say chef's kiss, but... I'd, I'd You're make, not an influencer. I'd make more noises than that. Uh, <clears throat> and then, actually, I don't have any other guitars. I have ukuleles on my shelf. I have a, uh, a Hadeen Electric, a Hadeen acoustic and a Kala uh, baritone uke and and those are kind of like my five like like you have your your three car garage these are my five guitars not a lot of guitar a lot of bass <laughs> there's three basses there's a uke 
and there's a, there's a six-string electric, and, and this is what I have, but Rhett had me shopping today for more guitars, and I'm going, oh, oh, there's some that I almost hit by now because it's end of year, and I went, can I make this a business expense? Well, is Manscaped going to call again? They probably will. <laughs> so maybe we move on. Well, you've got the Yamaha. Maybe you got to buy a Yamaha guitar. There you go. Yeah. I, I have a Yamaha acoustic upstairs. Oh, do you? I, I have two guitars upstairs. I have a Yamaha 330 acoustic, and it is... It's a $370 acoustic guitar, but for my money, that was the best sounding, yeah. best in tone, amazing, amazing guitar. I also have an Ibanez guitar that I rebuilt myself, complete with a custom paint job that I sent out to a guy who paints custom motorcycles. Nice. Think like OCC. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it has a gold and silver fleck with a... Uh, a candy red and a uh, with a black fade and blue pinstriping. It is freaking amazing. Chef's kiss. Yes. Chef's kiss. Yes, indeed. Yep, I know. I I swore to myself probably like five years ago. I was like. Because I had like, I probably had like 20 to 25 guitars mm. and like, not all of them were super high quality, but they were like middling tier and just stuff that I collected over the years. And I kind of went, you know, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to whittle down my collection to what I'm going to play. Right. What can I take with me to a performance? What I did that as well. And I have my seven. Yeah. Well, I think I break it down. Guitar wise, I still have five guitars. Mm hmm. I have two basses, you know, so, and then yeah. I've got a mandolin and a couple of other, it's like, but I narrowed it down and now I'm at the point where it's like, well, do I keep both of those guitars because they served a very specific purpose and like vibe in my life? Do I got to get rid of one before I pick up another one? What do I do? I think I'm just going to pick up another one. I'm going to find, I got my price point kind of ironed out. And I've got the style that I want, the vibe I'm going for. I can't wait to see it because we were both vibing on some today. Oh, and, God. Uh, yeah, I just want something that's like, you know, not not like stands out, but it's just a different thing than, than I would go for. You know what's going to be really fun is I'm hoping in the next year we finally get a breakground on craft computing studios. Yeah. And so I've had I've had offices before. I want to build a studio and a shop and have it. 100% craft computing. There, there's no secondary use to the space. Right. And uh, I have a space planned out where we'll be, we will be able to fit a full electric drum kit, but also a full set of amps and mm. guitar racks and basses and everything else. We may end up starting to master our own music for the background of craft computing videos and maybe even make that that music creative commons for yeah, anyone else to license and, yeah. and, and remix. That would be like my, that would be my chef's kiss for like, I've made it and I'm giving back to the community that I drew so much from. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I want. Um, but man, just being able to, to vibe and, and throw down like a, a wicked bass beat uh, yeah. against drums and being able to do that in like, a four-hour period where yeah. we're just screwing around. Yeah. And then Creative Commons, the whole thing. Like, yeah. It's going to be so great. I'm on it. It's going to be so great. Um, 
We do have a couple more super chats. Uh, Mike sends over another $2. FTX with all the celebrities. Yeah, you harken back to the Super Bowl, and I believe FTX even had some mentions at the 2020 Super Bowl. That blew up. Right, right. How'd that work out for you, Tom Brady? Um, well, American elections and the midterms were uh, were influenced by FTX as well. Uh huh. It's uh-huh. like ooh, that should call into question a lot of the things that we thought and saw. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, how's that all working out for us? Um, uh, Michael sends over two Aussie bucks, but how is that weather, thou? Uh, the it's weather is better. actually kind of like stabilized it's for what to is get kind of bad tomorrow again, but it's supposed to be bad tomorrow. But for what is like an average Oregon winter, which we're totally fine with, which an average Oregon winter is 34 and raining with like 10 mile an hour winds. Yeah, uh, we don't get a lot of snow. We don't get a lot of ice. We don't get a lot of high winds. We just get all of it in acceptable quantities. Right. Uh, and so you would define us as a temperate climate. Five out of every six years. And then once out of every six years, no holds barred. Yep. Uh, you know, like, you might as well call us Minnesota. Well, even this year has been kind of temperate until recently. Right. All of a and, sudden, until, just pounded with Right. The last two weeks, we've had snow. And storm. A windstorm. Right. Uh, two days ago, we had 50-mile-an-hour gusts. And and actually sustained winds of like forty miles an hour. Apparently, it snapped. I drove. I was telling you the road was blocked the other day. Yeah, yeah. I drove through there today, and it wasn't trees down to the lines. No, the poles snapped. Yeah. I was yeah. like, what the heck? Because they had the broken poles just on the ground. You could see mm-hmm. clearly where they had broken mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff, and where they had been cut by the crews. And it's just like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I see your super chat. I accept your opinion. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to read it. My stance on Musk is he has done things that have progressed the world quite a lot, but not because it was some altruistic person, but because they were a smart business decision. Um, yes and no, and also yes and also no. Like their Twitter accounts for a lot. Like, the, yeah. <laughs> How much is your Twitter account worth? Um, there's so much right and there's also so much wrong in that statement, but I also don't discredit that statement, if that makes a lot of sense. Because... I, I, I love that I saw somebody on Twitter the other day they were like, you know, I saw that he was talking about electric cars and everybody said, man... This, I saw that one. This is great. I saw he was talking about rockets and man, everybody said he was doing great. That was a reply to me. Was it? That was a direct reply to oh, me. Oh, I have no idea. Yes, it and, was. And then the guy was like, and then I saw he was talking about code and I know a lot about code and he's got none of it right and it's cast everything that he's ever said into question. <laughs> He said this about electric cars, and I knew nothing about electric cars, so I believed him, and he seemed like a genius, and I bought in, and the Teslas seemed amazing. Yeah. And then he started talking about rockets and space exploration, and I know nothing about rockets or space exploration, and he seemed like a genius, and so I bought in, and wow, we've been able to land rockets vertically, and, and the amount of payloads that we've been able to send up, and what we've gotten down based on prior missions and, and exploration, man, it's just unfoundedly good but then he started talking about twitter and server infrastructure and code and i know a lot about server infrastructure and software and code and the guy is a complete fucking dumbass (laughs) 
which makes me call into question everything he's ever said since. Boom. So there you go. I don't know. It's possible for idiots and bad people to like generally good things. I will. I will say I was kind of on board when it was just Tesla. When it was also SpaceX, I went. We're furthering things. Hey, NASA's on board. Like I'm, oh, I'm on board. He like, showed his true colors with that whole Thai cave diver thing. Totally. And he's like calling totally. the guy a pedo, and I was just like, dude, yep. Yep. what on earth? That's exactly when I went. Just projection all the way down, dude. Wait till those like freaking Epstein pictures and things come out. Like, I don't know. No different than any other billionaire. Why do you think Bill Gates got a got a divorce? Like, I don't know. Acting like it's not a thing. Everybody thinks the sun shines if out of you, spot, but If in your prenup you have a one week, you know, no callsies, that's a thing. Thing I should have gotten. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I fully, fully hear everything that you're saying there. Uh, all right. It is seven past the hour. Do we have anything for the good of the order before we? Nothing from me. Nothing from you. Keep an eye out for our next videos. Anything to show? Any? Uh, I know game devs, but uh, you've do, you've got D and D stuff. You've got what else you got going on? Yeah, check out our Dungeons and Dragons podcast over at dndpodcast.org. Uh, you can find my Game Dev podcast and other activities over at GameDevsQuest.com. And if you want to see what else I'm working on, you can kind of follow my general shenanigans at uh, RedIsAwesome.com. Uh, work in progress. Don't judge me too harshly. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I'm here at Craft Computing. Getting at, stuff done. At Red is Awesome on Twitter or at Red is Awesome at what's your uh, Mastodon handle? I don't know. It's one of my Gosh. 50 tabs that are open. But Gosh, yeah. I, I, Tell you what, I will look that up for you because it's in the video description right now. Is it really? It is, because I'm awesome. Uh, here we go. Uh, Red is awesome at mastodon.online. The basic one. The basic one, yeah. yeah. yeah you, you've got mastodon.social and mastodon.online. He got on the online. Um, I am at craft computing at hostux.social, H-O-S-T-U-X.social. It is actually a French Mastodon host, but I was intrigued from from the get-go because it is a group of Frenchmen who say, we love craft beer and self-hosting. Oh, perfect. <laughs> went, wow. Bro, they're just like you. <laughs> you gotta let me in. And they let me in, so Sweet. I'm on there. Craft Computing at hostux.social. Anyway... We're still on Twitter for the time being until it finally fully implodes. Uh, you can also catch me on Patreon. And if you want to support the channel, that is the best way to do it. Patreon.com slash craft computing. Little as $1 per month gets you access to the exclusive Discord server. You can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads. Keep the awesome community going throughout the entire week. Heck yeah. Cool. Sweet. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. This has been the final stream of this year. We will catch you in 2023. It has been a 2022. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, I look way more drunk than I feel, I will say. I look normal. You look normal. Well, you've had a Rainier and a 5.6. You shut your mouth. <laughs> and as always, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everyone.